This is the Good Book Podcast with your host, Kylie. Hey everyone, I am back this week with a new book to review with you. The book that I will be reviewing this week is The Assassin's Blade by Sarah J. Moss. I am super excited to review this book with you. Just to catch up, this is episode two for the Good Book Podcast. Hopefully the audio will be better this time. I did make some adjustments and learned some things along the way of editing on episode one. So I'm hoping that episode two will be a little better. Bear with me though, I am still learning. Still trying to learn the system, learn editing, all of that fun stuff, but I think it's going well so far, and I am very proud of myself. Very proud of my accomplishments so far. Jumping right into it, this book is part of the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss. This is the prequel to Throne of Glass. It is actually made up of five short stories, basically five novellas, if that's what you call it. There is basically five books in one, five stories in one book. I'm currently in the process of reading the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss. Sometimes I like to tandem read books, but not within the same series. I know there are two books within this series that people are tandem reading within the series, the two books within the series that people are tandem reading. However, I am currently tandem reading this series and another series. And right now within the Throne of Glass series, I am on book three. And currently I'm taking a little break and I am back to the other series that I'm reading. So when I review these books, they may be out of order. I do apologize for that. But um, I don't know. Sometimes I just need a little break. I need to switch it up and read something a little different so that way I don't burn myself out and I'm able to actually enjoy reading. Because I did read Akatar by Sarah J. Moss, A Court of Thorns and Roses. I started with the first book and read all the way through to the last book. And I did get very burned out. I think that after a while of reading the same storyline, same characters, same genre, it burns me out, especially with how descriptive Sarah J. Moss can be and how thick some of her books are. The Assassin's Blade is 435 pages, so it's not too bad. And there are five different stories within this book, so it made reading it really easy and really fast to get through because I was able to section it off into five different sections. I could read section one and then section two. And it just didn't seem like it took as long because of that. I felt like it broke it up a lot. I really like the cover of this book. It's very plain and simple. I have the paperback copy. I'm not sure which edition this may be. It has some trees and a deer. And that's pretty much it. Like that's just simple. I love the font that is used within this series. I think it's cool. It's different, but I like it. I was able to read through this book in about a week. It didn't take too long to get through it. Like I said, I was able to section it by the five different stories within it. 
So I was able to get through it pretty quickly. That is with, you know, working. I try to give you guys accurate reading timelines because not all of us are able to just hang out and read and do social media and whatever else in our free time. Like I have a full-time job and I'm a parent. So reading is not always a priority. Sometimes even if it's a smaller book, it'll take me longer to get through it just because of life events, just because life is busy, especially this month. We have a lot of soccer games and fall festivals and the county fair and whatever else comes up. There are plenty to plenty of things to do in the month of October. So reading has been a little bit more of a struggle. The five stories within this are The Assassin and the Pirate Lord, The Assassin and the Healer, The Assassin and the Desert, The Assassin and the Underworld, and The Assassin and the Empire. Those are all five that are included within this novella. The trigger warnings for this book vary based off of each story. There are different events and different scenarios that happen in each story. So it does vary. Overall, the central theme does include violence, death, loss, betrayal, intense action scenes, emotional turmoil, and potentially distressing situations. However, in the description of this episode, I will include a link that has a description based on each book. The Assassin's Blade by Sarah J. Moss is a collection of prequel novellas that follow the main character, Selena Sardothian. It is her experiences as an assassin, and it helps to shape her character, which will lead into the Throne of Glass series. The names in this book I probably will mispronounce. There is a pronunciation guide that you can find online. However, once I have it in my head that it is pronounced a certain way, it is hard for me to change that mentally. (laughs) So if I say it wrong, I apologize. In my head, I was reading her name as Solania Sardothian. So that's kind of similar, but not quite correct. Selena Sardothian is the correct pronunciation, apparently, according to the pronunciation guide. And there are lots of other people and places that are harder to pronounce as well. I thought this book was very interesting. It does include a lot of character development on Selena's part. She grows a lot from the beginning to the end. There's also a lot of world building as well. It does build up a lot for each kingdom, each location that she's at within each story. It's very descriptive on what's happening around her, what's happening to her. Sarah J. Moss has a tendency to be overly descriptive, in my opinion. However, I don't think that this book exactly was overly descriptive, which I enjoyed because I think that Sarah J. Moss is a great author, but I think that sometimes she does too much. I think that sometimes she needs to just tone it down a little bit, chill out, my guy, and just get to the point, basically. Like in Akatar, I think that those books could have been cut down by at least a third if she had just stopped describing everything in great detail. Like, we do not need to know every single aspect of the room, like the ceiling, the walls, the flooring, the chairs, the placement of the rug, 
the paperclip on the table. We don't need to know all of that to set the scene in our heads. I understand you want to make it visual. However, do it within reason, you know? Out of all five of the stories that are in this book, I enjoyed the first one the most. The first one was my favorite. I don't know if it's because it was the beginning of the book. And that's just kind of what draws you in. But it just seemed to be the most interesting to me. I enjoyed it the most. The last one was very, oh my goodness. And she leaves you on a, almost like a cliffhanger. I wouldn't say cliffhanger exactly. I mean, I guess so. However, you're definitely intrigued and invested and ready to purchase book two, Throne of Glass, after finishing The Assassin's Blade. As mentioned in the last episode, at the end of the episode, I'm going to be doing a rating of each book on a one to five star scale. I'm never going to give it a zero or anything higher than a five. I forgot on the first episode until I got to the end to do the rating. So this time I definitely wanted to include that. For The Assassin's Blade, my good book rating is a five star. I enjoyed this book. It was very interesting to me. I liked the development of Selena's character. I enjoyed the fact that there were five stories in one. The plot twist, her perseverance, her ability to overcome everything. I thought that that was interesting. And maybe this is crazy of me, but I was starting a new job at the same time that I started this series. And getting through the job was kind of a struggle because it's a different, different vibe than what I'm used to. And I used this book to channel my inner Selena myself. I was like, if she can get through all that she got through, I can get through this work day. <laughs> and I mean, that's crazy because it's not a real person. It's just a character in a book. But it gave me a sense of bravery and strength that I felt like I could relate to, kind of. And I enjoyed that. So I gave it a five-star good book rating. If you have not purchased this book, please go purchase it and come back, finish the rest of this episode. There will be spoilers from here on out. This is the official spoiler alert. If you haven't read it, stop here. As I mentioned before the spoiler alert, The Assassin and the Pirate Lord, which is the first story within The Assassin's Blade, is my favorite. I enjoyed this one the most. It's just my personal favorite. It was interesting to me. In this story, Selena went up against the Pirate Lord, Rolfi. Could be saying that wrong. And she was able to free a bunch of slaves. I thought that that was so brave of her. I thought that was very selfless. She knew that she could get in trouble. She knew that she could die. She could get killed for doing such a thing. She knew the risks that were involved and how Arabin and the pirate lord Rolfi would handle this situation. But even though it was dangerous, she did it anyway for the well-being of those slaves. She didn't feel that it was right. She thought that they deserved better and she gave that to them. I just think that it made her very brave and very strong. I think that this helped shape her into the person that she becomes later on within the series. She's very ethical. Even though the world is full of bad and there are 
you know, slave owners, there's murder, there's crimes. Even though she is an assassin herself, she still has a heart and she still has ethics and morals that she wants to stick with. And having someone be a slave for absolutely no reason, there's no justification for that. As far as the world building goes within this story, I think that Sarah J. Moss does a very good job of showing you the world around you. It shows you what is happening. It sets the scene. It really starts to develop as the storyline goes on. And even throughout the entire book, it does the same. But for each one, you're able to vividly have a portrayal of the setting of the atmosphere and what's happening around. I think that the events that happened in this story did ultimately lead up to the ending of the book. I think that that kind of set things in motion and was able to get things started. And all of the bad that she endures later on, I believe, started with her freeing those slaves. The second story within The Assassin's Blade is The Assassin and the Healer. With this one, Selena crosses paths with a healer named, excuse me if I mispronounce it, but Yareen Towers. I don't have the pronunciation guide pulled up in front of me right now. I'm sorry. I will do a TikTok with the pronunciation guide so that way you guys have it. And I'm going to post it on my Instagram as well. But if I'm mispronouncing it in this episode, I'm so sorry. Yareen and Selena become unexpected allies. It's so funny because you wouldn't think that they would be allies because Yareen is a healer, secretly, and Selena is an assassin. So you would think that because their backgrounds are very contrasting that they would not have an alliance, but they do. And Selena is actually able to teach Yareen, maybe it's Irene, Sometimes the Y makes the I sound. I haven't even looked. Maybe it's Irene. Whatever. I'm going to go with Irene. <laughs> but she's able to actually teach her some self-defense. And that does help out in the alleyway whenever the men come to attack her. And in turn, she's able to help Selena as well. I think that with this, she's able to begin to have an inkling of what a friendship is like, which is something that she's never experienced before. She doesn't have any friends. Selena doesn't trust people enough. She doesn't get close enough to them to have friends. I think that that was a step in the direction to her being able to learn how to have a friend. The third novella within The Assassin's Blade is The Assassin in the Desert. Within this story... Selena is sent to train with the silent assassins in the Red Desert, which is a harsh and mysterious desert that she trains with silent assassins, obviously. This would have to be my second favorite story of all five. I think that within this one is where Selena did a lot of growth. There was a lot of character development that happened with this, within this storyline specifically. The harsh environments contributed to challenges that she faced. Even getting there it took her a month just to get there. And she had to travel by so many different modes of transportation, even being out in the desert for a while before she finally got to the kingdom. Once she got there, there were huge cultural elements that played a role in challenges that she faced while she was there. It was 
much different than what she's used to. The silence, people communicating basically via nods and hand gestures. She didn't understand it. It was almost like a culture shock and a language barrier because they don't talk to each other and they don't have that means of conversation in order to communicate with each other. So it was just definitely hard. But I think that that was able to teach her a lot. It was able to teach her to pick up on signs that most people don't see. She was able to learn how to, you know, pinpoint things that most people wouldn't look for and appreciate silence, appreciate friendship. She actually made a friend within this story, although the friend did, you know, turn around and stab her in the back, basically. She learned a lot about herself. She learned a lot of patience, which is a huge virtue that she needs to strengthen. She learned about survival because going to live in the desert all of a sudden, that was much different. She had to learn to survive and she was trained differently than what she had been training. I mean, she had been training her whole life basically to become an assassin, but the skill set that she was taught here was much different in the Red Desert. But I think that that helped her moving forward later on in the story because she was, you know, she learned different methods and it gave her like a more rounded sense of who she is as an assassin and a person, honestly. I just feel like she did a lot of growing within this story. She had a lot of mental, emotional, and physical challenges that she had to overcome. Physically, she was used to being on top, but here she was a nobody and she had to work her way up. She had to become one and she wasn't given any special treatment. The fourth story within this book would be The Assassin in the Underworld, which is where Selena returns to Rifthold and becomes embroiled in the city's criminal underworld. Within this story, she just learns a lot about the conflicts and the darker side of Rifthold. She's able to learn more about secrets, alliances, and the cost of her own choices. If I'm not mistaken, throughout here and through the rest of the book is when she starts to develop an interest in Sam. And the choices that she makes with that and with Arabin really shape up what's going to happen moving forward in her life entirely. Within story four, we see a lot of world building. We're able to see, you know, the city, but also its underworld and all of the secrets that happens within it. All of the crime, the, you know, back alleys, the fighting, the dangers that goes on within the society and the throne of glass, basically. The fifth story within The Assassin's Blade is The Assassin and the Empire. This one was wild. I think that this is where she developed the most challenges and all of her training, all of her knowledge, all of the secrets, everything kind of led up to this point. However, her emotions got the best of her and failed her really because she acted out of emotion, which is a human nature thing to do. It's what ended her up in what was it? The salt mines? What's it called? Is that what it is? The salt mines? I can't even remember what it was called. And it essentially is what ended up having Sam killed. That was just an oh my gosh, oh my goodness point for me. I was mind blown because I did not expect that to happen, especially so early into the series. And the fact that Arabin had everything to do with it, disgusting. He was so grimy. Overall, I really enjoyed this book. It was a short, easy read. Each of the sections were pretty short, pretty easy to get through. I enjoyed it. I think that it was a very good prequel to The Throne of Glass. 
which I will also review because I have read it. I have finished that one, so I'm going to do a review on that one for you guys as well. But I think that it gave you a lot of foreshadowing into probably what's to come within the whole series. Like I said, I've only read, I'm only on the third book now, which is Crown of Midnight. So I haven't really gotten too far into it, but I believe that it does hint at future events and has some foreshadowing within the series. And I have seen some of it so far. I think that Selena is a very strong character. I think that she is a very strong assassin and she's able to do anything that she puts her mind to. I think that she is tougher than most people realize. One thing that I really thought was neat was that she wore a mask towards the beginning to conceal her identity. No one knew what she looked like or how old she was. I think that she thought, which is probably true, that if they knew what she looked like or if they knew her age, they wouldn't be as scared of her and as intimidated by her, which is true. I fully believe that that is accurate, but it was just neat to me. There's a lot of world building that happens within this book, a lot of character development within this book, and it does ultimately lead you up to a really good start with Throne of Glass. I enjoyed the storytelling aspect of this book. I enjoyed that there were five books within this one. That was interesting to me. I just overall enjoyed this book. Like I said at the beginning, I gave it a five-star good book rating, and I still stand on that. I still think it is a very good book. I think that it was interesting. It was good to follow along with. Her storyline is great. I think that it will be a great series, and I can't wait to continue reading the series. Like I said, I was already, I am on a break from it right now and finishing another book that I was reading, but I'm going to get back to it and continue with this series as well. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you enjoyed this review. Please give me a rating and review here on the podcast, whichever platform you listen on. Also go on Instagram and TikTok and give me a follow. It's at goodbookpodcast on both platforms. You can also email me if you would like to email me any book suggestions. The email address is the, T-H-E, goodbookpod, P-O-D at gmail.com thegoodbookpod at gmail.com so feel free to message me on social media or email and give me some book suggestions give me some feedback I'm used to doing the episodes with a co-host so doing these alone is a little strange I'm not too sure where I need to improve at so feedback please give me some feedback it's a little harder to talk about a book when you don't have someone to talk with I did enjoy having a co-host and having someone to chit chat back and forth with about a book the episodes were definitely longer as well if anyone wants to guest host if you're interested in doing that let me know we can read a book together and review it together I am all open for having guest hosts I love the idea of that. Just send me a message and let me know. I'm working on more content for social media, doing my best to try to juggle it and learning, learning how to edit, learning how to make things and how to do social media. So just bear with me. We're learning this together. It's going to be a process together. And eventually I will be on episode 50 and I'm going to look back and be like, oh my God, look where I started at. (laughs) So it's fine. (laughs) That pretty much wraps up this episode. I enjoyed this book. I will review Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Moss with you also. That may be next week's episode. Probably bounce to a different book after that, depending on how soon I finish Crown of Midnight. 
if I finish it before the next episode is due, then I will review it after. If not, it's fine. We're just kind of winging it here and just reviewing whatever. <laughs> I will get more structured soon. I'm just kind of trying to, you know, work my way into things. And it is a process. So just bear with me. But other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Again, make sure you rate, review, go like and follow on social medias. Send me some book suggestions. If, if you see anything that I can improve on, do better on any suggestions, any feedback shoot me a message or an email so we can discuss that and have a great week. It is October is spooky month and we are loving it. It's my favorite month. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love October spooky season. It's fall autumn. The weather is great. The leaves are changing. I love this time of year. It is my absolute favorite. If anyone has any spooky books, that they would like to suggest, let me know. I can read those and hopefully get it out before the end of the month, maybe. <laughs> I'll try my best. Can't make any promises, but I'll try my best. <laughs> Anyways, you guys have a great week, and I will be back next week with a new episode. <laughs> <laughs>